Welcome to Local Exposure, a podcast about music and the greater Cincinnati scene. I'm Jim Nolan. Thanks for listening. Moira is a three-piece dream pop band with origins in Dayton, Ohio. Their new EP, Demons and Daisies, is a follow-up to their 2015 release entitled Asleep, Repeat, Awake. The music of Moira is a lovely combination of traditional and non-traditional instruments intertwined with samples and the haunting vocals of lead singer Alicia Gradecki. I sat down with the members of the band to talk about the new EP, writing songs in the cold, and bartering chicken wrangling for rehearsal space. Today I'm in the studio with the band Moira. Why don't you go around and introduce yourselves and tell me what you do in the band, please. Uh, I'm Aaron. I play bass and synthesizers. I'm Patrick. I play drums. I'm Alicia. I play Rhodes piano, synth, and I am the vocalist. How long have you guys been together? Uh, probably about four years now. I think 2015 is officially when we formed. And you released an EP back then, and it was called Asleep, Repeat, Awake? Yes. Uh, that one was five songs. And you have a new EP out now, Demons and Daisies? Yeah, we just put that out a couple of weeks ago, and that's a two-song EP. And are you from Dayton? Are you from Cincinnati? How's that work? Kind of both. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're from Dayton, um, and up until just about two months ago, we were living in Cincinnati for the last four-ish years. So we're kind of from both, but we did just move back to Dayton just a couple months ago. But yeah, we kind of consider ourselves from both, just back and forth a lot. <laughs> How is Dayton doing? Better, yeah. good, hanging in there. Yeah, it's a resilient place. So, yeah, it's been a rough summer, absolutely. Sure. But. Well, tell me about the creation of this new EP, um, Demons and Daisies. What's What goes into the songwriting process and the recording process for this EP? Well, Demons, we wrote in a uh, really, really cold practice space. So um, I remember Alicia showed it to me, and she was, like, sick and none of us could feel our <laughs> fingers and like the beat that we played throughout the majority of the song we just kind of wrote that in like three minutes and then we left because it was probably dangerous to our health to be in that space for too long <laughs> was it the middle of winter yeah yeah and our practice space at the time didn't have any heat and uh it was really rough they're sacrificing themselves for for, for you <laughs> we weren't there very I think we rented that space for like two months. Yeah. yeah. But it was also exciting because Patrick at one point, so the band started as the three of us. Patrick took a year off and then came back. So Demons was kind of like the first song we wrote back as a three piece, which mm -hmm. was nice. And yeah, that it was obviously a pretty uh, transient state in our band, <laughs> given the practice space we were in. Yeah. And you recorded it all yourselves? Yeah. yeah, Aaron records all of our stuff now. So Yeah, Aaron's our secret weapon as far as recording. He does sound engineering and stuff as well. And you did the mastering with Mike Montgomery. Yes. Candy yeah. 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 Mike's an awesome guy. Yeah, he's yeah, great. Mike's awesome. Yeah, he's a good friend of ours, and he was nice enough to master these songs for us. Well, tell me about the band itself, um, how you guys work together. Um, I know that when you're not playing bass, you are playing some sort of triggers and, and synthesizers, how do you balance all of these different, uh, I'm going to say traditional and non-traditional instruments? Yeah. 
I think that's a good way to put it. I don't know. I have the easy job. I just write the songs and play piano for the most <laughs> part. So like at its core, most well, all of our songs start out as me just writing a sad song in my bedroom on my piano. Um, and then I kind of send it over to the guys and they I don't know how your brains work at all, quite honestly. And they make all the samples and stuff themselves. And I don't know. You guys just transform it into something totally different. Yeah, we were kind of scared at first to go like, you know, full hybrid when we first started playing. Before we played any shows, we uh, we were using like a computer, which we don't do anymore. <laughs> and uh, we just, me and Aaron both have samplers now. And we just kind of, it's just part of like the band. Was the intention to make it replicable in a live yes. environment? Yeah. yeah, we are very opposed personally uh, to like nothing's triggered, nothing's tracked just because uh, the nightmare that could occur, you know. <laughs> so we're like very adamant about um, everything that you're hearing when you see us live. We are actually playing. So we wanted to kind of be like a semi-electronic band, but like using analog samples and like live instrumentation. Um, so that was definitely a challenge when we first formed, like, okay, this is the sound that we want and we only have two hands each. So how do we make this happen live and make it sound like the record, but also be like authentic? And you talk about this is the sound we want. Why does this particular type of sound, this ethereal, um, I know you've described it as a shoegaze kind of sound. Why, why does that appeal to you as musicians? We all come from really different musical backgrounds, and it just is kind of, to me, like the perfect mixture of all of our favorite genres. I mean, like we listen to all different kinds of music, but like for me, a lot of times like the samples and the, like the electronic elements comes from like our love of like ambient artists and ambient music and like glitch music. So we kind of wanted to incorporate that with all the other different kinds of genres that influence us, like post-rock and like, you know, dream pop or like all the different. Yeah. We still like the live drums and all that stuff, so. It is a really interesting mix of, of the live drums and then this, like you said, dream pop kind of yeah. <laughs> airiness to it. It's it's a really interesting um, juxtaposition, I guess, of, of sound. <laughs> um, I was looking at an article from Midwest Action, and they described your sound. Um, Moira allows their listeners to unconsciously float below the surface of melodic water as pain-stricken vocals give hope of resurfacing. Wow. As, yeah. That's nice. <laughs> I'll take it. Do I sound that pain-stricken? Sometimes. <laughs> it's okay. Well, I want to listen to a track. I guess we'll go in order and listen to Demons. I was wondering if you could tell me what's going on in this song. What's it all about? Um, A lot of things. Uh, I don't know. This is definitely, I would say, one of our heavier songs i feel like we're sort of lending ourselves we're like allowing more room for instrumental breaks um and a little bit more of like a post-rock influence and a little bit it's a little bit darker sound i think but yeah it's just about metaphorical demons i guess well was that the influence of you not feeling well and being in a cold room and <laughs> yeah. winter and gray and dayton and just probably kinda... yeah. yeah i mean alicia had forgotten that we even wrote the song like, she was so hopped up on cold meds that she just forgot. Lots of DayQuil and NyQuil. Yeah. Yeah. So four months later, she was yeah. like, hey, what? what is this? What is this song? It's <laughs> like, so guys, I found this song. It's actually pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is the song Demons from Moira from their new EP, Demons and Daisies. Mm -hmm. 
We were talking earlier that uh, Mike Montgomery did the mastering at Candyland. Mm -hmm. You also mentioned Zach Gabbard. How does Zach <laughs> feature into yeah, this? Yeah, Howler uh, Hills Farm. Uh, we have a really unique relationship with Zach, I yeah, guess. Yeah, we call him Captain Zach. Yeah. He's Captain kind of Zach. our sage. He's our dear friend, first mm -hmm. and foremost, but he's also kind of our sage, our guru. Yeah. How did you first meet up with him? I work with him through Sofa Burn. Okay. So that's kind of how we got hooked up with him. And I don't know that he's necessarily um, a dream pop kind of guy, but he just really <laughs> liked us. And he was like, yeah, come to my studio and you can do whatever you want, really. I think yeah. Zach's just one of those people that appreciates good music, mm -hmm. yeah. whatever and genre or style people, it is. I think right. he's yeah. just like such a kind, giving person. Like when Patrick was like, yeah, my friend Zach that I know from Sofa Burn said we could just basically come out and have free range of his studio barn. I was like, oh, okay, like that, <laughs> that can't be real. But then I met him and I'm like, oh, wow, this is just a genuinely wonderful, giving, generous person. And we had a theory that he mistook us for a bunch of like lost chickens at one point because he's yeah. a part-time chicken farmer. He just kind of like <laughs> took us in. And... Yeah. So now we <laughs> have some corn at you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we'll do like when he's uh, we house sit for him now sometimes, which includes chicken sitting as mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. So he's like, you know, you guys can come like stay on the farm, stay at the house, use the studio, but also can you wrangle my chickens <laughs> when the sun goes down? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So the EP is out. Uh, what are you doing to support it? You have some live shows going on? Yeah, absolutely. We just uh, got back from a couple tours that were supporting it. Um, we went up to New York and played at Paste Magazine and did like a few routings supporting the new EP. Um, and then this is kind of one of our favorite times of the year, too, because it's like festival season for us. So right now we're playing a bunch of really great festivals and touring on the new EP for the next month or so. And then winter is sort of our hibernation slash. That's when we get really creative. Mm -hmm. We just kind of hole up in our houses and we're doing a lot more recording, working on a couple collaborations. I'm excited for winter because we've got a lot of like new songs coming. And, and included in those list of festivals, you guys are playing the Blink Festival coming up very soon. Mm -hmm. Yes, we are. We're playing um, Thursday, which is the kickoff evening in Covington on the River Center stage. Do you get any say whatsoever in terms of what's being shown around you or how how do you no. how do you interact with the visuals? This is a new experience for us. Yeah. Like, we don't even know what we're stepping into. What's going to happen to us? <laughs> Do you know? I have no idea. <laughs> you will blink and yeah. everyone will blink. I can go ahead and say with confidence, I think it's probably going to be visually one of the coolest shows mm. we've ever yeah. played. Mm. But yeah, we're not sure what we're walking into. So. How long is your set? I believe 30 to 45 minutes. Okay. Yeah, there's tons. I was looking at the lineup. There's tons of great bands playing every night. It's pretty stacked. So, And then the second song on this EP, Daisies. I'm really curious on a couple things. Um, one, the first time I listened to it, the thing that's, that stuck in my mind was you do a, a lot of playing around with channel bouncing, left to right, moving things around. What's the idea behind that? I guess when Pat and I record samples, it's kind of like the last step in the process is like how can we kind of spread them out so it doesn't just sound like one track mm -hmm. plan so we're just kind of like oh pan this here pan that there moving around a little bit we, we always spend about like two hours just like playing around with that but that was definitely a conscious decision to, to have things kind of moving all around in your head yeah when you listen to it. yeah 
because listeners at home, I highly recommend if you're listening to this, do it on headphones because it mm-hmm. is a pretty cool experience. <laughs> and then, uh, Alicia, I want to ask you, who is this song written for? Um, it was written for, at the time, an unborn child, um, a friend's daughter. I wrote it the night that she was being born. I kind of got... The text like, hey, the baby's coming. And I just started. I was alone. It it was winter. Um, I was alone in my apartment drinking some wine and just sort of thinking about how insane and bizarre life is. And just like, you know, just receiving a text message like, hey, the baby's coming and thinking about like, okay, so this is like this. It's about a girl, a little girl and just thinking about how crazy it is. That this new life's just entering the world that we all are just so like used to and everything sometimes just seems so mundane and terrible. But I don't know. I just kind of wrote it from that perspective of like, I don't know, just well, I know the you use the line, uh, this world ain't good enough for you. Yeah. And there's I guess there's that sense of like, here's this pure, innocent, yeah. new person coming into this world that's yeah. not pure in it. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Just a sort of thinking about like how beautiful life is, but how terrifying and scary and awful it can be as well. And yeah, just that innocence um, coming into something that they basically just have no say or vote in. It's just like, all right, here you are. And here's the world as we've, <laughs> I guess, had it for you. And I don't know, it kind of just was this weird night where I kind of went down that rabbit hole of thinking about the meaning of it all and the meaning for like a new life as well. And yeah. Well, this is the song Daisies by Moira from their EP Demons and Daisies. Alicia, Aaron, Patrick, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having us.
My thanks to Alicia Gerdecki, Aaron Hardy, and Patrick Haig from Moira for coming in to talk about their new EP, Demons and Daisies. The EP is available on YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, or from their website. And you can find links to all of those at our website, wvxu.org lx. And while you're there, be sure to check out more information about this year's Blink Festival, happening October 10th through the 13th at various locations around Greater Cincinnati. Local Exposure is a production of Cincinnati Public Radio and 91.7 WVXU. This episode was recorded by Josh Elstro and produced by me, Jim Nolan. The theme music for this episode is by Scott Holmes and comes from the Free Music Archive. You can find out more at freemusicarchive.com. Until next time.